Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. This week I'll be speaking with an RVer who started an online marketing agency to help business owners, especially other mobile-based businesses, to navigate the often complicated world of digital marketing. Yet the real reason they bought an RV was to serve others. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's a new online course and community produced by WorkCamper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50-plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. Joe Myers is the Chief Creative Officer for Share Marketing, which provides digital marketing and consulting services to small business owners. Originally from the Twin Cities area of Minnesota, Joe and his wife traveled the country in a 30-foot travel trailer with their two boys, ages 7 and 2, plus their playful rescue beagle named Mickey Mouse. RVing with young boys has been a great experience for the family because the boys get to wrestle with each other on a different patch of grass every week. Joe's wife still has a job planning events for corporate America, which she performs remotely, and he has set up his business specifically for location independence. Before launching full-time, they took a seven-week RV trip last summer to visit Yellowstone National Park, Montana, and Canada. They launched their full-time RV lifestyle two days after Christmas. In addition to working on the road and running an online business, the Myers family enjoys taking part in a variety of service projects, especially those that involve working with youth organizations. Joe describes some of the things they do to serve others and how it's impacting communities. In fact, one of the family's motivating factors for buying an RV was that it allowed them to travel in support of various organizations and missions and to encourage others to do the same. The lifestyle is already having a positive impact on their children who are no longer devoted to accumulating stuff and seem to be complaining less. The Myers started RVing to show other members of their generation that they didn't have to be retired to enjoy a travel lifestyle. To tell us more about their motivation for RVing and what they do for a living, please welcome Joe Myers with Share Marketing to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Joe. I really appreciate the time. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Uh, Thank you so much for having us. Um, My name is Joe Myers. Uh, I'm the um, Chief Creative Officer. Um, of a company called Share Marketing. Um, we do digital marketing, uh, digital marketing consulting. Um, I have a wife uh, who works for Corporate America, uh, two kids, seven uh, and two, and a dog named Mickey Mouse. 
a dog named Mickey Mouse. What kind of dog would deserve a name Mickey Mouse? Uh, a very loving dog, uh, for sure. Uh, he's a beagle rescue. We don't know his whole DNA heritage, but he's a he's a lovely dog, and uh, he's a better camping dog, on the road dog, uh, than he is when we're at home. Okay, you have a boy and a girl, or both of them? Uh, two boys. Okay, two boys, which makes the RV very small sometimes. Yes, uh, they feel like they need to wrestle. But the nice part is, is our our front yard changes every two weeks. So they get a wrestle in a new uh, new patch of grass. Mm-hmm. How long have you been RVing? Uh, we've been we, we've owned our RV, a travel trailer, thirty foot travel trailer, for about a year. Um, we bought it sort of when the whole world went remote. Um, I was remote prior, uh, owned my own business, and so I can work from work from Wi Fi, as they say. Uh, and my wife in corporate America kind of got the the a okay to go on the road. Um, so we looked at the market, found an RV that we loved, that had everything we needed. Um, we took a seven-week trip over the summer, last summer, uh, went to Montana and Yellowstone and, and kind, of the, kind of the big checkbox in the RV world, it feels like. Um, and then we've been on the road for this stint uh, since December 27th. Um, so depending on how long you're li- when you're listening to this, uh, but as, as of this recording, we've been on the road for a little over two months. Very good. And so did you like this idea of a trial trip? Is that something you, you did intentionally just to see if everybody would like it and whether you could continue working? Very much so, yeah. So we did the the knockdown trip. I think that's the, the, the word that everyone uses of like right when you buy it, you make sure it all stays together and you can do that. Um, and we did a couple of local trips um, in Minnesota just because no matter how you buy your RV, there are always going to be custom things you want. Oh, I need this, or this doesn't work, or this needs to go places. So we did those two trips, um, and then I'm a I'm a math geek, um, uh, and so I looked at the the cost of the rig and the cost of staying places, and I was like, if we're not in this thing for a significant amount of time, um, in my world, it wasn't a good investment because I would rather stay at you know very fancy hotels or very nice Airbnbs instead. Um, and so we were like, we need to do a long trip. So seven weeks was kind of my minimum just to ensure that, um, we, it was over the summertime, uh, which made schooling, uh, non-existent. Um, so we didn't have to kind of climb that mountain when we were on the road, uh, work, uh, for both of us was sort of a lighter season. So if we didn't have Wi-Fi for a little bit, which is always a challenge, um, it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't our busy season. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, the summer and the, the weather you're not worrying about. Um, so it was a nice way of testing out, um, all things as well. Now you said your wife works for corporate America. What kind of job does she do? Uh, my wife has been, uh, doing events. So in store branded, anytime you go to, uh, um, maybe a concert and there's a brand there representing themselves in the best light, sort of a branded experience. Um, and so she, uh, she helps arrange that um, and uh, works with um, works with her, her clients and works with other individuals to, to bring the, the brand um, in real life. So she's been working remotely because the job, you have to go travel to the locations or hire people to do that. So she's been working remotely. She just had an office for her entire career because mm-hmm. when you're doing events all over the country, you have to work from hotel rooms and um, airports and um, on site during the event if it's a large event. So it's been it's been an easier transition than I think we both thought. 
So basically you're traveling to these events and then you're fitting your work in whenever it's possible from wherever location you're in where she has to work. Uh, yeah. So we're not traveling to her events. Her events are happening with uh, contractors and, okay. and she's sort of at a, an executive level where she doesn't have to attend all of the events. Um, she used to uh, prior, um, you know, several years ago, she'd have to go to the events. Um, so we're, we're just traveling around where kind of heart desires us. Um, and a big part of our heart is actually doing service projects uh, as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always loved to serve when we had a, when we had a sticks and bricks home, we'd either serve at our church or with a local charity or a local nonprofit. Um, and when we went on the road, we didn't want to lose that element of who we are as a family. Um, and it also brought us a lot of joy. And I think the biggest part of the RV lifestyle that I've, I've come to realize is that everyone here is sort of pursuing joy in an, in an untraditional and an unconventional way. Um, whether that's going hikes in the woods or um, seeing different beaches or meeting up with people in the RV community, they're pursuing joy. And so that was part of our joy um, is to serve, is to, to give back. Um, so we partnered with a couple of organizations um, go, go squeeze. I love everywhere. Um, right now media, um, and a few other organizations that have sponsored our tour, um, sponsored us service projects. And we create what we call impact kits, um, which are, uh, little handouts that we can use as a, as a catalyst to have a, as to serve, um, mostly youth, um, around the country. So we've gone to boys and girls clubs, churches, um, kids events, um, underserved communities, um, done, you know, just shown up, giving them this really, really big value gift. Um, and then just speak with them and help clean up their area and encourage other volunteers to do the same. So it's been a, it's been a joy. Like we kind of work to volunteer. So it's been a lot of fun. That's neat. And so you're developing these kits with corporate partners. Is that what you said? Yeah, so uh, a couple of corporate partners have come alongside us and said, we, want, we, we believe in your vision of serving um, kids, especially during this time of year. Um, uh, what's happening now is a, a lot of the post-pandemic world is emerging and there's been a lot of people that have been left behind. Um, and so we're serving these kids. So our, our partners, Go Go Squeeze, Bitsies, Love Everywhere, Right Now Media have said, hey, we can't we can't travel to these communities uh, for multiple reasons um, or it's cost prohibitive for them to travel to these communities. Um, and then, so they provide us with a whole bunch of uh, free items, free memberships, free subscriptions. One of our really cool partners is this company called happy camper live. Uh, so they're a summer camp that runs year round online. So think of those best huh. summer camp days sitting around a campfire um, meeting friends, but they run year round fully online. So all the funness of a summer camp available. So they've given, um, I think everyone 60 days of their happy camper live. So these kids can really be connected, feel experienced. So we show up, um, we're all about community and serving and whatever they need. Sometimes we'll you know, bring in coffee and donuts. Sometimes we'll clean up, um, their facilities. Sometimes we'll just play games with the kids that, you know, maybe need a little extra care and attention. Um, and our kids, uh, seven-year-old and two-year-old, uh, one of their best memories from this trip so far have been serving. That's great. And what kinds of things are you doing for the kids? I mean, you said that you're just like playing games and things like that. Is it to foster some sort of 
interdependency upon each other or interrelational skills, that type of thing? Certainly. Yeah. So we, we have the impact kit. So that's the giveaway. That's kind of the welcome, welcome to who we are. Um, and then, um, we'll work with the local organization. So our, our job, our goal is to really just spark, um, connection to the local community. So we'll work with a local church and there'll be a group of kids and we'll go visit them. Um, we'll work with, um, a local boys and girls club and they'll say, Hey, we need some extra volunteers for today. Can you come here and help? Um, we'll work with uh, a homeless shelter uh, and they'll say, hey, we, we haven't had any volunteers for a year um, and our, our, our playground is a mess. Can you come in? So we'll come in and clean. So it's very dependent on what they need, not what, what we want. I would imagine that would be very rewarding. And why did, or how did you stumble upon this as an idea or a crusade, so to say? Yeah, we've, we've, yeah, it's a, it, it, it's definitely a unique way of spending your vacation time and, and your, uh, your time away. Um, but as a family, we've always done it. It's sort of been in our DNA. Um, something we've always done. Uh, we're both Christians and uh, as a family, we're Christians. And so we, we feel a, a, an innate desire, but then ultimately um, we've really, we've really found joy um, in serving. So we've served on cruise ships when we, when cruise ships were more, more prevalent. Um, we've served on just, you know, visiting family, going on a trip. Um, and as a family, we really found joy in it. And so when we were looking into the RV lifestyle and the RV thing, something we've never explored before we bought one, I don't think we stayed one night in an RV as a family before we bought one, 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 I was like two nights in an RV before we bought one, just to make sure that there wasn't anything big that we were avoiding. Um, and so when we, when we got it, it was a very simple conversation, like, cool, this is a gift. How are we going to use this gift to serve and encourage others to do the same? I would imagine that it's very fulfilling to be involved in these kind of service projects that you walk away feeling good and it sort of revives you in whatever the moment is. I mean, you can't feel bad when you're serving as a general rule. This is, this is true. It, it, for any parents out there, it, it serves, you know, some very big purposes of, um, with your kids on realizing the, um, kind of realizing the life they have and realizing stuff. And so you have a lot, you, your, your kids are complaining a lot less. You're, I'm personally complaining a lot less. Um, I think we have our, our challenges become very relative, um, and not absolute. And so hearing these stories, um, and we've seen some real life changes too. And that's, that's ultimately what it's about. We've seen some people reach out to us afterwards and say, thank you so much. And um, you really made an impact today and, and you've really improved my life. And, and ultimately, you know, we love the, we love the tourist traps around the country. There are some really fun things we've been able to do as well. Pirate ships and <laughs> uh, manatees and beach days. Um, but, but ultimately what's lasting in our in our memories have been the service projects. Um, the beach days kind of blend together, which I know sounds bad, um, but when we're serving, each interaction is unique. Each individual is unique. And sometimes it's just a conversation, uh, but that might be the only conversation that person, that, that child has with a supportive adult that week, that month, or even that year. Um, and so we don't, um, however people serve, we encourage it. You folks still have a sticks and bricks home? We do. Yeah. So in Minnesota, um, we have a, we have a sticks and bricks. Um, and so we're, we're not there yet to, to, to sell it. 
although the uh, incentive uh, given the market has been has been high mm-hmm. um, we do we do rent it out on Airbnb um, which I would encourage everybody to do we found some really great success with that we're about 30 25 minutes away from a major city away from the Twin Cities um, so that certainly helps uh, but a lot of our renters have just been families with kids um, we have a four bedroom home uh, and so instead of staying at a hotel and buying two rooms, they get a whole house. Um, and so we've, we've had some great success, some ups and downs. Um, we kind of figured out if you take all your personals and you don't care about them anymore <laughs> um, and you, you lock them away, uh, then there's nothing to really worry about. And uh, it's, been, it's been a very uh, beneficial tool of traveling um, and we can serve more. The more people rent, the more we serve and the more the more they're in our home, the more we can be outside of our home serving. That's great. What attracted you to this lifestyle? I think it really started for me. My grandparents um, uh, passed away a couple of years ago, but they RV'd for 25 years, I want to say. They were retired for a very long time. Um, and so they RV'd a ton. And I went on a couple of trips with them as a, as a kid. Um, and I, I just loved the the pared down the trimmed away part of this lifestyle. Um, and it was always as, as I think my generation thought that this lifestyle was, you know, when retirement happens, when someday, when, when I don't need to be in the office, I can go be in uh, right now, right outside of Atlanta, Pine mountain, Georgia, beautiful. Someday I'll be there when I don't have to be in an office. Um, and then, my, when I started my agency, uh, share marketing, I was like, I don't need an office. I'll hire all my staff remotely. And I've been working remotely all the time and hire all these people remotely. So I'll just work from my, from my desk. Um, and then when my wife, and then when the pandemic hit and my wife's job went remote for a little bit, and then they had the promise of going back and then the promise of going back. And then that promise came to like, no, you can be fully remote. Um, as soon as that moment happened and my wife had an amazing boss at the time who said, go buy it. So it was kind of a, our Sunday turned into tomorrow, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, almost overnight, almost overnight. Cause we had, a, I remember hearing from my wife and she goes, Oh, we got to be back in school. We got to be back in the office as soon as school is out. So we were like, oh, okay, well there bus, bus goes those plans. Um, and then due to the atmosphere and what was happening, they said, Nope. You are now, you know, TBD and probably never back in the office. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, and I think, I think literally the day we got that email, we went on to RV Trader and my wife was looking at rigs. She was <laughs> like, whoa, what are we doing? Like, I love my family, love my friends, love what we have here, love the home we built. But we're going to take advantage while the kind of iron is hot. Um, take the someday and turn it into tomorrow. I'm surprised more people who work in cubicles or who are work from home are not working in RVs, to be honest. I am, I am shocked. I talked to people about it. And so I'll, I'll mention it on zoom calls or I'll mention it just kind of in, in passing. I feel like RV life is kind of like being a vegan. Like you kind of have to talk about it. Like it's one of those things where like, it doesn't, right. you don't feel like five minutes into a conversation. You can't mention you live in an RV. It's a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. That's a personal, personal, personal thought here. Um, and I'll talk to people like, Oh, that would be awesome. But, but, um, but the, the individuals who like don't need to be in the office 
don't have another reason to be stuck in a home, I mean, it becomes a, it's a very difficult question of like, why are you still there? Um, but I, I understand the, the, the uncertainty and the, 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 the worry about RV life. I mean, it's not a, you know, it's, we can paint a rosy picture, but, um, you know, there's still the black tank. Uh, there's still, mm-hmm. you know, poor facilities at RV parks that advertise really nice ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, it's not, it's not all sunshines and rainbows, but it, uh, on, on a good day, RV life beats any, any life in a home. Well, your oldest would be in, I believe, second grade if they were looking at it that way in a traditional way. Uh, But with road schooling, that really doesn't matter anymore because it's no longer the the entire world is the classroom, right? I mean, you can turn any everyday experience into an educational learning experience for them. And so there might be some classroom involved because you have to learn the basics and things like that. But then it's an opportunity for them to get out and find what they enjoy and learn about what they find interesting. Very, very much so. Yeah. So he is, uh, we are, we're currently enrolled in a online school um, system just because me and my wife have never road schooled or homeschooled. Um, and with us working full time, uh, we felt that was a, an easy, a easy box to check of like, let somebody take care of the, the reading, writing and arithmetic. And so he doesn't fall behind initially. Um, for our next, when we continue on uh, for next school year in the fall, we'll we'll probably do just a, a traditional homeschool thing. But absolutely, I mean, uh, last week we were in Savannah, Georgia, and if you're not familiar with that city's history, it is fantastic. It's where the the Declaration of Independence was first read um, in a, in the Pink House there, and so my son got to sit on the steps of the Pink House uh, and and imagine that first reading of the declaration. Um, it was an old Confederate house and um, an old, old British house that was given to the uh, continental army. Um, and I think it was Thomas Jefferson was there like drafting the constitution. Um, I mean, that's really cool to hear about that in a book, but to walk through the hallways and to sit on the steps, um, it's just a different experience. It just, it just, keeps it alive and then we we're at some fort during the civil war um where they were shelling and he was learning about rifling and in armament and um the confederacy and uh, the, the northern army and it was just it was just a his eyes were open he was running to the next thing um and so that's it that's a gift that he'll always remember and whether uh we visit 100 more or 10 more he'll love he loved each and every one so he has a heart for history, uh, and so to actually let him touch and feel and smell, um, it, it, it brings it alive. I do have to ask how you manage two different jobs, uh, working in an RV with a two-year-old, because it looks like, you know, that, that old card game that they used to have on TV where the whammy would show up and just take everything, require all of your attention and all that kind of stuff in the middle of a project. How do you do that? Um a lot of prayer. Uh, we prior to about three weeks ago, we would arrange daycares in the cities that we were in. Um, so we would work, we would, you know, find a, a certified and an approved daycare, uh, usually a part of a network that we found and we'd call them up and say, Hey, do you have drop-ins? And 95% of them would say, sounds good. Drop them in. Uh, we'll take them for a week. 
Uh, and so we paid the, we paid that fee up until about three weeks ago, we had a nanny uh, who we booked at an RV spot completely uh, abandon us. She called us five minutes before she was supposed to be there and said, sorry, I'm going to Disney with my family. Oh my. So, uh, yeah. So we, it was sort of the uh, necessity as the mother of innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, uh, we realized we're like, okay, let's see what we could do. Um, and so we found some really cool educational television. Uh, we found some really cool educational apps. Um, me and my wife are, are constantly working on our communication. Um, and so we were able to communicate of like, cool, when do you want to take him? What meetings do you have? Um, and in the working world, there are times where you have to be you know, actively on, like in a meeting, uh, and times you have to be passively on. And so we, we worked on our schedules and moved some meetings around of like, okay, cool. I'll do my, my check-in with this client on this time and I'll not arrange a meeting during this time and block my calendar. Um, and so that gave us a little more flexibility. And sometimes like right now, uh, she's on a meeting. Um, I'm talking with you and, and uh, my son is in his room um, watching, some, watching something on TV. Um, <laughs> but usually around afternoon, Around one o'clock, uh, both boys are kind of done with school, um, and then that time we'll, uh, you know, take some time. I'll go take them for a walk. We'll go to the park. We'll go do visit a historical thing, um, and so we gauge that. And then once the boys are in bed, I'll usually jump back into it after after they're in bed to finish up the day. So that's the way where we kind of we're kind of using technology to bridge the gap, um, and then adjusting our work life schedule. What are some of the favorite places you visited so far? Ah, favorite places. Um, I grew up in Montana. So going back to Bozeman, Montana, uh, and if anybody's watched the Yellowstone, uh, it's as beautiful as in that show. Um, and so it's just, it's, it is still the old West it is fantastic. You'll still see cowboys walking in places, the mountains, if you've never been around actual Rocky mountains, uh, absolutely beautiful. Um, I really loved, uh, Fort Myers. It was very tropical, uh, beautiful, calm waters. We went to Sanibel. Uh, that was gorgeous. Um, in Auburndale, there's this resort called Camp Margaritaville. Not an mm. ad. We're not sponsored by them um, by any means, uh, but they attract a lot of full-time families, a lot of families like us, not weekenders, which all good. Um, not people that are on for a week, but full-time families. And so my son and families and we were they were probably from three o'clock in the afternoon until 10 o'clock at night playing and having fun and um to anybody with kids to know that you can trust where you're at um and have them play for you know seven hours (laughs) um it was just a you know we, we barely left the resort um i don't think there's a lot to do in auburndale anyway but it was kind of, we were in the middle of nowhere and kind of on an, on, on an island. So that was really fun. And then Savannah, we were only there for a week and we could be there for a month and not, mm-hmm. not soak it all in. So That's neat. Now you're going to maintain your sticks and bricks because that's where a lot of family is? Yeah. So my wife's family, my wife grew up in, in Minnesota. Um, and so we are, we're going to maintain it. We'll head back here in about a month and a half to just kind of regroup. We need to do some um, adjustments, I guess, uh, some upgrades to the RV, um, take out a couch, put in a bench, do some little things that require a little more manpower and drills and saws and such. 
Um, and then we booked it out on Airbnb for a majority of the summer at this point. Um, so after, I think after July 4th, we'll be on the road again. So then the rest of the summer it's booked out. So we can't be there. Um, and so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll maintain it um, until at a point where it becomes more, you know, until it becomes either too expensive to maintain it and we're not booking it out enough um, or the cost and the real estate cost becomes too exorbitant that I can't say no. Yes. I hear very, you. Very honestly. <laughs> Have you faced any challenges on the road? Uh, yeah. Our first trip, um, we had, we had one, <laughs> the biggest challenge we faced, we were going into some BLM land. Um, and we went over this little curve and the rig and the RV. So I pull with the diesel truck, six cylinder diesel truck, um, and my travel trailer. So we went over this little lip and the travel trailer just stopped dead in the tracks and I'm blocking traffic. There's a whole bunch of people trying to leave from a pub. I'm blocking traffic. And my wife's like, no, you can go. I'm like, am I stuck on anything? Is there a rock? You can't really see everything when you're in one of those guys. She's like, no, you're fine. Just give it some gas. So I'm thinking I'm like, maybe my hitch is stuck or there's something just needing a little extra gas. So put some gas in it. And I got, I got all the towing power in the world. Um, nothing happened. Two bikers roll up and this guy goes, oh, I know what it is. So he drops on the ground, goes by the hitch and goes, oh, it's your emergency brake cord, which at this point I, huh? I knew what that was because I always hooked it up, but that was my only like knowledge base of it. I didn't know what it did. Um, you know, we were learning so much when you first buy an RV, it's like getting a knowledge with a fire hose. Um, so he goes, oh, it's your emergency brake cord. I go, oh, okay. So he gets on the ground. This guy, I never met him before, biker, and he's trying to find out where it goes because I have no idea. Not, not, not a, a clue, an idea in the world. So he gets on the ground, he finds it, he finds the hole, he's kind of messing around. He puts it in, and because I was giving it a little gas prior to that, oh no, it juts, it juts forward, <laughs> a little momentum, um, the tires or something, and my strut almost impaled this guy. Oh it my, <laughs> very close. And I was like, I don't know, don't please do not get under my thing again, please stay. <laughs> so at, at, at that point um you know we there was a pub nearby so we had a couple cold ones uh <laughs> you were fine um we've had some mishaps with the black tank um you know little little uh not you know the, the sensors are inherently bad and never work mm -hmm. um we've cleaned them and done all the tricks and trade and uh we have a couple year old rig um we bought used so the sensors have seen better days or no days at all um, so we've had some issues with that, uh, but you know, throw stuff away and wash it off. But yeah, it's been overall, I think the, besides the, you know, almost impaling this biker, um, <laughs> in the middle of Utah, uh, it's been a pretty smooth trip. Um, tow days are just what you need to be cautious and be attentive. But if you can, if you can work on, if you can be fine with those days, um, and make those days as relaxed as possible. Um, the little hiccups won't get you. Right. And that's a big challenge when you have kids and trying to hook up a rig because of the interruption. <laughs> so you really have to yes. have a good checklist or, or tie up the kids somewhere so that you can devote your full attention to making sure everything is hooked up the way it's supposed to be. Yes. Get a, get a really good checklist and then be religious, diligent at following it. Mm-hmm. 
it is very easy, you know, we're almost, you know, three months of total time in the rig. And it's very easy or three and a half months, actually. It's very easy to say, oh no, kids, you can come outside while we're hooking up. Oh no, kids, you can come outside when we're unhooking. Uh, but we did that once and <laughs> almost forgot a major step because they're distracting you because you're not walking through the list because that number six on the checklist can be in the difference between, you know, a really easy day and, and, or a really difficult day. Exactly. <laughs> um, it is a very, so once we figured that out, it's, you know, and there'll be days we're like, Oh, it's, it'll be fine. And then we look at each other. We're like, Nope, get in the car. <laughs> stay there uh if you're if you're married communication is key of like what i'm what am i doing what are you doing we keep our tasks me and my wife very separate um of like i handle most stuff outside the rig she handles most stuff inside the rig um all the stuff inside the rig um and so it's not oh wait i thought you were doing that that's probably the worst statement to say in an rv Mm -hmm. i thought you were watching that tree when i ran into it nope thought you were so (laughs) keep your Keep your checklists very simple and keep them separate. I always do ABC. She always does, um, you know, X, Y, Z. It's not, sometimes I'll do X, sometimes she does C. It's, nope, I do my ABC, you do X, Y, Z. Even though it'd be easier and sometimes quicker for me to hop over her her list, um, we're almost never doing that just because it's, there's too, too much that can be forgotten. With your business, Share Marketing, is that service that you can provide to other RV-based businesses? Certainly, yeah. So I do a uh, uh, digital marketing consultant. So my background is corporate America, um, uh, chief marketing officer for several very successful online businesses and online companies. Um, and so I, I consider myself a tool belt, uh, not a hammer and nail. Um, so assessing um, the online business, assessing what brings you in revenue, assessing uh, kind of the leading indicators of results. So if you're selling an online product, uh, what's your what's your click through rate? Um, uh, what is your what's your social media strategy looking like nowadays? Everything that you're doing is a part of the marketing scope. Um, and one thing, you know, you could be amazing at social media, but your website doesn't convert, right. or you could have a huge email list, uh, but there's no click throughs on it. Mm-hmm. And so it, you hiring a specialist means that you've talked to a specialist that have told you you need a very special skill. <laughs> um, a lot of people will hire a Facebook marketer and the Facebook marketer wants you to run Facebook ads because guess what? That's what they do. Right. That's all they do. They're going to convince you to run Facebook ads because every business works off Facebook ads. I see a lot of businesses that don't advertise on Facebook, even more so nowadays, with the, the data restrictions. Um, so I consider myself that I, I step in, in, in your role as, a, as your sort of ad hoc CMO um, and say, if I was in this role, if my job was dependent on growing your sales, this is what I would do. Sometimes it's ad spend. Sometimes it's uh, listings. You know, are you selling on the right platforms? Should you be selling on eBay instead of Amazon? There's a huge value benefit to the difference in those platforms. Uh, are you integrated with, with Pinterest? Are you integrated here? Um, and I, I will try to never recommend something that I wouldn't do for a business that I owned. Um, and my, my greatest conversations are the ones where I'm like, you don't need me. Um, or uh, people say, hey, like, thank you so much. You taught me so much about that I'm going to go out on my own and we'll meet every three months to see how my business is going and, and do the next steps. 
So I, I'm very much education first um, because I've dealt with clients and they've come to me and they're like, this guy told me that. I'm like, uh, that's, the, that's the numbers and here's what, here's what the actual data says and fully, fully transparent in there. So if there's any you know, online business or business-based, um, mostly online, that's just my expertise. Um, but, you know, realizing that like sometimes spending another ad dollar is just wasting more money quicker, mm-hmm. um, which I've seen unfortunately way too much. You know, it's spend you're spending $4 to make two, right? You have no long-term strategy. You're mm-hmm. going to lose money. So if I recommend you spend more, you're going to just m- lose more money quicker. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I mean, you could do that. I mean, that's not how I like to do business. Um, but a lot of the times very specific consultants will only recommend the service that they do. Right. Uh, I was a chief marketing officer for many years and I heard all the spiels and you have to do the one thing that gets me paid. Really? How ironic. (laughs) Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that the one thing that you do, I have to do. And Mm -hmm. I I don't approach that way. Um, If I don't have the skill set to do it at the expert level, I'll recommend somebody. I've done that to to clients. And I always, always offer free consultant, free consultation on your digital marketing and your platform always and forever will always offer that. Um, and our team looks at your, you know, your entire ecosystem because that's what it is nowadays. It's not just your website. It's your online listings. Uh, it's where you're selling. Uh, it's your landing pages. It's your, your, your promise of delivery. You know, I've had customers be like, oh my gosh, I have a ton of people online and everyone's going to my website, but no one's buying. And I was like, you don't have a return policy. Like, oh, that one thing mm-hmm. caused them to increase their sales instantly. They're like, oh, okay, okay. gotcha. And then 1% of their audience used the return policy, which more than made up for it um, on the other side. <laughs> so stuff like that mm-hmm. um, allows them to sometimes they'll just free consultation, look at it and say, oh, thank you. Another eyes and uh, move forward. So. That's great. If people wanted to connect with you, Joe, how would they be able to do that? Uh, you can uh, reach out on LinkedIn, uh, Joe Myers. Um, you can email me, joe at sharemarketing.agency. Um, find me on Facebook, uh, Joe Myers as well, or on Twitter at Joe Myers. Very good. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. This has been uh, very informative. It's neat to see that you guys are involved in so many service projects and that you're bringing up your kids to learn to love to serve. And uh, I wish you the best of luck as you go forward. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Joe Myers for sharing his story with us today. It's refreshing to see a younger family embracing the RV lifestyle, not only to benefit their own family, but to serve others as well. Joe proves that it's possible to build a business and a lifestyle that is time and location independent that they can travel when they want and where they want while performing a traditional job or running a business on the road. That can be challenging with a two-year-old demanding a lot of attention. Many times they can arrange work schedules so that Joe or his wife can watch the kids while the other takes care of pressing work tasks. However, the family also discovered they can tap into a network of daycare providers in just about every area they visit to keep the kids busy for a few hours while mom and dad work. The Myers family have already enjoyed some fabulous experiences, such as visiting Savannah, Georgia, and touring some historical sites, which really seems to intrigue their oldest son. 
The most interesting aspect of Joe's company is his ability to help other RV-based businesses with their digital marketing needs. Before starting his company, Joe worked as chief marketing officer for several corporations and online businesses. Consequently, he's aware of the plethora of marketing options available to businesses today. Because each business has different needs, it's impossible to adopt a one-size-fits-all approach like it was before the internet changed everything and created many more options. Joe and his company help businesses better invest their time and marketing dollars into getting a bigger return on the investment. He helps them develop an entire digital ecosystem to promote his clients' firms and build awareness of the products and services they sell. To learn more about Joe's business, Share Marketing, visit www.sharemarketing.agency. To follow the Myers family's adventures and various service projects they're involved in, look for worldshare.family on Instagram. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with a community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time, I'll be speaking with another young family with twin eight-year-old boys who developed an online channel providing do-it-yourself project help, gear reviews, and tips for the RV lifestyle. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.